1: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Thursday, May 7th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Microsoft shows lots of Xbox Series X gameplay and new games. Animal Crossing New Horizons is setting more Switch game sales records. And EA confirms that there will be more Jedi Fallen Order games in the future. Microsoft reveals eight new Xbox Series X games, shows Assassin's Creed gameplay, and more. Microsoft basically announced eight new games, confirmed a few previously announced games were coming to Xbox, and we finally got to see genuine Xbox Series X gameplay this morning. And it was exciting, but it was also a little underwhelming for a few reasons. None of the games shown were Xbox Series X exclusives, but rather what was shown were games that are going to release for Xbox One that will be enhanced for Xbox Series X. They all looked great, but not revolutionary. But that also might just be a product of the generation we're in now. The graphical leaps are getting smaller and smaller, with the big enhancements more being related to things like load times and frame rates, which are hard to show on a live stream, but there was still lots of excitement to be had. The first game shown, which is now historically, officially The first Series X gameplay ever seen was for a game called Bright Memory Infinite. It's basically a stylish action first-person shooter that is supposedly being developed by a single person. A short demo for the game exists on Steam, and it has been making waves based on how impressive it is. It's exciting to learn that it will be coming to console at some point. Every new console needs a racing game, and Dirt 5 was shown next. There's really not a lot to say about it, other than it looks great, and Dirt is a well-regarded series. Things got really, really weird and gross from there on with Scorn, which looks like an H.R. Giger painting come to life. It was horrifying, and gross, and creepy, and I have no idea what the gameplay is like, but I want to learn more. It looks insane. Publisher Deep Silver and developer Fish Labs, the studio that ported Saints Row III to Switch, announced an impressive space shooter called Chorus, Rise as One. There was a lot of high-speed spaceflight, which looked pretty cool. EA confirmed Madden 21 is coming to Series X and showed a little gameplay. It looked like the last Madden, which is to say it looked very good. Gameplay for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 was then shown. And it kept the creepy gross train going by having a man, presumably a vampire, dancing around in a family home around a Christmas tree with the family strung up from the ceiling. Gameplay looks interesting, with all kinds of leaping from buildings and stuff like that. Call of the Sea made me think of The Witness a little, which could totally be inaccurate by the time it releases, but you play as a woman exploring an island and solving puzzles. I don't have much to go on, but it honestly looked like my kind of game. The Ascent is a twin-stick shooter that takes place in a dense cyberpunk world. It looks like it might have some RPG stuff in there too. It reminded me a lot of Ruiner from Rykon Games, which is also a twin-stick game that takes place in a dense cyberpunk world, to the point that while streaming the conference with MinMax, I said, this must be a Ruiner sequel, which it wasn't. But, you know, hey, sometimes I'm wrong about things. Like when the medium was shown from Bloober Team, the studio behind Observer, the two layers of Fear games, and Blair Witch, I really thought it was a Silent Hill game because of the trailer's soundtrack and it seemed to show a world shifting between normal and a scary hellish version, which is a very Silent Hill thing. It's not a Silent Hill game, the medium, but Silent Hill's composer is involved, so I am not a crazy person. By the way, for a studio that makes scary games pretty much exclusively, they probably have the least scary name, Bloober. Next up, Bandai Namco showed Scarlet Nexus, which looks like an anime-inspired stylish action game. Might be some RPG elements in there too. It was also scary and creepy with its weird monster designs. Avalanche, the studio behind the Just Cause series, showed Second Extinction, which is a very good name. And based on the trailer, it looks like an open-world first Person shooter where you and friends work together to fight dinosaurs, which on paper sounds absolutely amazing. And the trailer looked good too. Before finishing out the stream with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, as promised, a trailer was shown for Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is basically Yakuza 7, and the game's director revealed that it is on the launch slate for Xbox Series X and is also coming to PC friend of the show Imran Khan tweeted, Yakuza 7 coming day and date to Xbox is a bigger deal than people think, as it's a pretty significant shift. That said, I think everyone who watched that trailer is going to think that's a straight action game. There's certainly a chance it won't be there on day one. It might not be day and date. I mean, what does launch slate mean, really? But this is definitely a big deal for the Yakuza series. Imran is also right. The trailer doesn't really make it look like the turn-based RPG that the game is, which might surprise people when it comes out. And finally, the stream finished out with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was a little disappointing. The game looks great, but it was more like a bunch of in-engine footage. I I was hoping for a few minutes of uninterrupted gameplay, complete with on-screen UI, but it was more of a super cut of action scenes in the game's engine. It looks great, but it just wasn't what I expected to see. Overall, it was an exciting stream. I was impressed by how many brand new games there were, and there were definitely some standouts that I want to know more about, specifically Scorn and The Medium. They both look gross and creepy, but I am definitely intrigued. It would have been more exciting, to see some Xbox Series X exclusive games, but it sounds like that will be happening in July when Microsoft plans on showing off its first-party games in another Inside Xbox conference. No game has sold faster than Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch. Animal Crossing New Horizons continues to absolutely destroy everything in terms of sales, but also social media, I would argue. But Nintendo is reporting that the game is the fastest-selling game on the Switch, which is impressive. In a recent Nintendo end-of-year earnings report, which looked at sales through the end of March of this year, Nintendo wrote, Looking at software, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield became big hits, posting sales of 17.37 million units, and Animal Crossing New Horizons, released in March, sold 11.77 million units, which is now the best start ever for a Nintendo Switch title. In addition to titles like Luigi's Mansion 3 and Super Mario Maker 2, That were released during this fiscal year sales also continued to grow steadily for popular titles released in previous fiscal years and for titles from other software publishers the total number of million seller titles during this fiscal year reached 27 titles including those from other software publishers another recently released report called the fiscal year ended march 2020 financial results explanatory material which is just an enthralling document that I couldn't put down, had an interesting list sharing the best-selling Switch games in terms of lifetime sales. Number one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number two is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Then Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey are basically tied for third and fourth. And then the list goes Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is wild when you consider it has been out less than two months, and it is already the seventh best-selling Switch game, period. And then Splatoon 2 is eight, Super Mario Party is number nine, and then Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe rounds out the top ten, which I am surprised to see it so high, but that might just be because I don't really like that game very much. I always love seeing these kinds of lists. It's interesting, but it also gives you a good idea of where Nintendo will be putting its resources for the coming years. Animal Crossing will probably be getting some paid updates soon, but that doesn't bug me too much. Nintendo's paid expansions are usually pretty expansive, and it's already a miracle that Animal Crossing doesn't have microtransactions. Hopefully that remains true for the rest of its life. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. It looks like we can expect more Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order games in the future. In a recent earnings call, EA didn't make any specific announcements, but it did confirm that it considers Jedi Fallen Order a franchise based on its success. Matt Kim reported on the earnings call for IGN and wrote, EA CEO Andrew Wilson confirmed that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be the start of a new franchise, suggesting more games, including a Jedi Fallen Order 2, are being planned. During an earnings call, EA CEO Andrew Wilson said that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is the first title in an entirely new franchise. This is the first official confirmation that Jedi Fallen Order isn't a one-off adventure. This is exciting to me because I really liked Fallen Order. I have a lot of love for older Star Wars games like Shadows of the Empire, which will always be my nostalgic favorite, but I really think Fallen Order is probably the best Star Wars game, so I am happy to learn there will be more. I visited Respawn for the Game Informer Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order cover story trip, and this is something I asked them about a lot while there. Is this a franchise? Will we refer to Jedi the same way we refer to Arkham as a Batman video game franchise in the future? And the game's director, Stig Asmussen's answer, at the time was, understandably, we don't know. The game wasn't out yet, they wanted to see how it performed, but it really felt like the studio was made explicitly to create Star Wars games, multiple Star Wars games. The walls were all covered in Star Wars art and murals, all the meeting rooms were named after Star Wars locations, they had a life-size Darth Maul statue in the lobby and a speeder bike, which, go to the at Gaming Ride Home Twitter account and I will share photos of those connected to this episode's tweet. But all of that is to say that it felt like this part of Respawn had been sectioned off to make many Star Wars games, not just Fallen Order. And I am excited that there is a confirmation that they are going to make more. Here's May's batch of Xbox Game Pass games. Microsoft has announced the new games coming to Xbox Game Pass for the month of May. So if you pay for the Xbox Game Pass service, you will be able to play these games soon. On May 7th, Z, the open-world zombie survival game and Red Dead Redemption 2 will both be available. On May 14th, Final Fantasy IX will be added, which is exciting. Final Fantasy IX is the perfect game for Game Pass. I think I want to play it at least the beginning. I know that if I do play it, I'm not going to beat it. So to have it there on my account, available for me to check out, even just the first few hours of, is great. I bet it's not a very big download either, which makes it all the more enticing. Fractured Minds, which is an indie ID at Xbox game, is coming on May 19th. Microsoft describes it as an immersive, artistic short game exploring anxiety and mental health issues. Along with all this, Grand Theft Auto V is leaving Game Pass on May 7th, and Black Desert Doom, Lego Ninjago movie video game, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, Metal Gear Survive, The Banner Saga and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, are all leaving on May 15th. I have had Metal Gear survive, taking up space on my hard drive for months. I never delete it and keep telling myself I'm going to try it at some point and I keep putting it off, but now there's a fire underneath me to play it. It's new, canonical Metal Gear content, and I haven't touched it, which is insane. Here's what released today. Void Bastards is out today on Switch and PlayStation 4. Originally released for Xbox One and PC last year, Void Bastards is a roguelike FPS with a sense of humor, where you play as a series of convicts who are trying to survive and salvage various materials in the Sargosa Nebula. I'm not a big roguelike fan in general, but this is one that I hear even people like me, who don't often get into the genre, are into. Lonely Mountains Downhill is out for Switch today, and it is the perfect game for the platform. Switch is the only platform it didn't originally release for, but the game is kind of like Trials, but a little more relaxed. You're on a bike, and you have to make your way down a big mountain, and it's got this great art style and sound design, and it's the perfect game to play for a little while every so often. I played it a bit on Xbox One and enjoyed it, but I could see myself really getting into it and playing it often for a long time on Switch. Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 is out today on iOS and Android. Sonic drops the Mario partnership for the mobile release, and it's also really bizarre that this game exists in commemoration of a worldwide event that is not happening this year. But I get it. There is no reason really not to release the game, it might even perform better since this may technically be the only Olympics we will have until July of next year. Fingers crossed. Speaking of mobile, today also marks the start of a Final Fantasy Brave Exvius event where you can get Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children themed content in the game, which is so weird to me considering there is a more timely an arguably already more beloved piece of Final Fantasy VII content that I think XVS players would be more excited to unlock in the form of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I'm not super familiar with XVS, so maybe I shouldn't comment. In any case, though, starting today and going until May 20th, you can quoting from the press release, participate in a limited-time event, summon special characters, including the beloved Final Fantasy VII heroes Cloud Strife and Tifa Lockhart in their Advent Children attire, receive special login bonuses, and earn event-exclusive rewards for a limited time. It also looks like Yazoo, Laws, and Kadaj from the film are also available alongside Cloud and Tifa. That's it for gaming news today. I'm playing Final Fantasy 13. I'm really doing it. I have put about three hours in and I have almost tipped over that point where I think I'm going to see it to the end. I'm not there quite yet, but I am enjoying it and I want to play more, which is a good sign even if Vanille, or Vanille, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce her name, even if she's a little annoying. I like her weapon though. I do like playing as her. If you have corrections or feedback, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home today you can see some pictures of Respawn's lobby area. You can also send me an email to kyle at ridehome.info and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account Kyle Impersonator where I'm playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. I had to skip my normal Thursday streaming day to cover the Xbox stuff, which you heard about earlier in the episode. And then you can also find me on the Min Max Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.